Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pursuing Greatness podcast, a place where experts share their wisdom on living well by mastering your health, your wealth, your relationships, and your spirit. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone that the best way to support the show is simply to share this episode with your friends and family. Also, if you want to learn more about Mastering Life, go to our website at pursuinggreatnesspodcast.com. With that said, I hope you enjoy the episode. We have a very special guest with us today, so grab your pen and paper and enjoy the journey. All right, and we are live. Today we have with us Mitch Schoenman. Mitch is the co-founder of the creative agency Showtime Media. Mitch co-founded the company with his wife, Kate, in early 2018 and has been going full speed ever since. Mitch, thank you very much for jumping on the show today. How are you doing? Good, man. Thank you so much for having me, Gabe. Absolutely. Absolutely. To get us started, why don't you tell everybody you know, who you are, what you do, and how you got started down that path in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, my name is Mitch Schoenman. I'm located in Nashville, Tennessee currently. Been here for about four years, and I co-founded the creative agency Showtime Media. So basically, we focus on helping companies create brand messaging and identities and then you know create content, do copywriting and all that kind of stuff. We're very much on the creative side of the marketing space. Um, my wife and I have a small team behind us that gets that done, and we work with companies um, all around the world, actually. We've gone international this year, which has been extremely exciting. Um, what got me down this path is actually very strange. Uh, my wife and I both started in corporate America when we started, uh, when we moved down here to Nashville, Tennessee, and both quickly hated that and <laughs> jumped off into <laughs> I was there with you. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, and sorry, what was the end of that? Oh, yeah. yeah sorry. So we quickly jumped out of that within about a year after being down here and just uh, started off in entrepreneurship. So my wife was actually a marketing major in college. I'm completely self-taught. I'm just, just a sales guy. I was in a sales job. I said, sure, I'll start trying to find clients. And it was hustle ever since. So I love it. I love it. So take us kind of to the very beginning of that. I mean, there's a lot of people listening and watching who have considered launching their business, have just launched their business. Maybe they're a year into it, trying to grow it. Um, and you know that those first you know few years of launching a business are they're very tumultuous. Um, so kind of take us to the beginning. Like what what conversations are you and your wife had? What why did you guys de- decide to make the leap? Yeah, I love telling the story of how this started because it looks so different than what it looks like now. So <laughs> <laughs> so my wife came to me after work one day. And she just was, it was the typical conversation that you hear people who don't like corporate jobs. You know, I, I don't like my job. I'm bored. It's not what I'm passionate about, all that stuff. And she had gotten into podcasts and all of the things that I wasn't yet into. I didn't know anything about that world. I just went to work, made cold calls, made sales. That was my life. And what, and what year was this? This was 2018. So this was probably January of 2018. We started it in February of 2018. Okay. And she said, you know, I think I could make more money managing people's social media accounts. And I said, okay, cool. And so about a month later, I literally was sitting there one day after work and I was like, I wonder if she's right. And I put an ad on Craigslist. I'm not kidding you. I put an ad on Craigslist for social media management. And a week later we had two new clients and it was really funny. Two (laughs) clients, two, uh, two, a contractor and a salon here in Nashville contacted me. And I sold them on the services. And then the funniest part of that was we had to figure out how to provide those services after that. And so the first year was really funny. And for people 
trying to start a business, especially in the service industry, we had no portfolio, right? And so we were just kind of taking on any project that we could get, working with any client that we could work with, anyone that would give us the time of day to allow us to put their material in our portfolio so that we could send it out to other people. Mm-hmm. That was really the way that we started. And I, I just love telling that story because it literally started on Craigslist. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a, that's super unique Craigslist. You, you wouldn't think that anybody would go there for, um, for a service like social media management. Yeah. It's funny. I, I scoured my, so my best friend and I in college, I was a Craigslist flipper. That's what, that's one of the ways we would make money. We'd find things like Bose speakers and stuff like that and flip them on Craigslist. And so that's immediately where my mind went. You know, I was always that like hustle and grind, try to make a few extra bucks kind of guy. And so that's where I started and it worked. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what was your guys's first, um, first offering for those first few clients? So the first offering, and actually throughout the first year, we were just doing social media management. So we'd put together a package where if you had, let's just say Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we'd put together a set amount of postings, a set amount of hours per week that we would spend on community engagement and stuff like that. And we would go solely towards that. And then in year two, we were able to just kind of continue educating ourselves and learning. And a couple clients allowed us to start experimenting with running ads and stuff like that. And so we were able to gradually get into full service digital marketing. We got into branding and web design that year as well. And so that's actually where we're spending the majority of our time now is in branding and web design, helping companies, you know, write out their messaging, get the website looking right, create their brand assets and all of that. That's what we really enjoy, that creative space, but we're still doing the lead generation and paid ads as well. So um, full service, but it's definitely evolved over time as we've been able to build a team behind us and build our own expertise. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I mean, I love that you guys have a team behind you already. I mean, two years, um, a lot of people, you know, trajectory is always different depending upon the business, upon the person. And it's great that you guys have some support behind you. Um, how did you make that trans- transition from, you know, solo entrepreneurs doing it yourself to now you have somebody supporting you behind you, probably um, doing some of the work that takes up most of your time? Yeah, well, how we made that transition was to fail big time. So, <laughs> so we ended up bringing on just far too many clients and projects to handle ourselves. And we, it just overwhelmed us and to the point where we weren't delivering work that was the quality it needed to be. We weren't meeting deadlines and all this stuff. And we had to take a step back. And I think every entrepreneur needs to do it at some point and say, we need help. We can't do this all alone. It's, it's just not scalable. And so that was really the reason and the motivation behind starting to put together a team behind us. Yeah, absolutely. And in my opinion, that, that point comes a lot sooner than most people um, think. I know if you're an entrepreneur, you don't want to, you know, you're, you're really looking at the bottom line, especially at the beginning, and you don't want to get rid of any of that cash. Yeah. Um, and then, and so hiring somebody can, can hurt in the beginning because you, you know, you feel like it, like it's an expense, but it's really not. And you should do it a lot sooner than you think. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's great. I mean, I, I love it. You guys are, you're doing well right now. I always love to hear, um, the struggle stories. So, you know, oh, yeah. you, everybody knows that when you start anything new, um, it's always going to be a struggle. You're going to run into things that you did not expect, um, and that you have to kind of find a creative solution to get through. So kind of take us to a moment, um, where you guys, I mean, you're, you're starting a business, so I'm sure there's plenty of struggle stories, but take oh, us yeah. to kind of a, a pivotal moment where you ran into a problem and you realized, crap, you know, this is not going the way I, that I wanted it. 
I have to find a new solution for this. And then tell us what was the lesson that you learned after that? Yeah, well, it really relates back to what we were just talking about. I'll tell the story in a little bit more depth, but I mean, this would have been early 2019. So a year into the business, we had, I think, probably 20 clients. I don't know the exact number, but it was around 20 clients. Wow, and 20 clients. Yeah, and we were, we were running it all ourselves, everything, me and my <laughs> wife. Yeah, and so at that time, I'm trying to help her stay above water on the creative side, and I'm trying to run sales and operations for the company to ensure that we're putting things into the pipeline, and it just all fell through the floor. Every, like We literally crippled our entire business doing this. It, it, we lost almost all of our clients. It was Jeez. so bad. It, it was a point where... It, you you know, you hear about, I almost quit. It was a point where you thought like, am, am I right for this? But then we had to step back and say, okay, you know, we're 20, 24. Yeah. 24 at that time. We're a year into business. It, it's just a mistake that entrepreneurs make. Every entrepreneur makes different mistakes. Should we have seen this coming? Sure. Should we have been prepared for this? Sure. But we weren't. And so rather than quitting, rather than giving up, we decided, okay, what do we need to do? We need to hire a team. That seems pretty obvious once you lose all your clients and you know <laughs> you realize why. But during the time where you're not making that change, you're just stressed. You'd, you're so stressed. You're trying to meet the deadlines. You're trying to sell. You're trying to do all this stuff that you don't think about the solution to the problem. You're just mm -hmm. trying to keep above water. And so that actually was a really big blessing because although it sucked, although it was painful, it allowed us to actually have the time to step back and say, okay, what do we need to do? And so that's when we started, you know, partnering with some other people to help offload some of these service services and bringing on some team members to help with that in-house. And that changed the game for us big time. And awesome. so the biggest lesson that I have from that, and you mentioned it, is hire sooner than you think. It is an investment. It's not an expense. Uh, we learned that the very hard way. And so definitely higher earlier than you think is necessary. <laughs> I love it. And I, I love uh, one thing you said, um, I can't remember the exact words you used, but it was essentially um, really take stock with your current situation and don't lie to yourself. Um, you know, you, you, you'll, there'll come a time, it sounds like you guys ran into that situation where you realize like, wow, we, we can't handle this. We do need to make a change. Um, and once that happens, really accept the situation that you're in and make the appropriate change from that point forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I, I think one of the things that all entrepreneurs run into is you start to, I don't want to sound, it's not to sound arrogant, but you start to get this feeling that you're Superman. You do so many different things. You wear so many different hats that you feel like you can conquer anything. And then you can't, and you realize that you need to supplement it with something else. And so, you know, asking for help has been the biggest thing that we've done over the past two years, you know, one and a half years, I guess we're not quite through our th third year, but um, yeah, it, it, just ask for help and hire earlier. Cause you know, that pride that you have that wanting to get it all done yourself is just going to hurt you big time in the end. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, awesome. So, I mean, so, I mean, now you guys, you have a team behind you, you've got support, you guys are moving in the right direction. Um, kind of take us to the future. Uh, what, what do you guys see for your, for your business? It sounds like you're shifting it more towards the creative side. Um, and, and what's your plans going forward? Yeah. So right now it's very interesting. We're actually redoing the website and kind of rebranding Showtime Media, which is really fun. 
um, you know, we're getting to get creative on ourselves, which is great. Um, you know, for the future, I think it's just me expanding the sales team and getting some operations help behind me. Um, you know, I have a couple sales reps with me. I don't have any operations help. So that's going to be, you know, part of the next year or two, part of the plan. And then, um, we're actually in the middle of expanding the creative team. And so, you know, bringing on more, um, bringing on more web design projects and bringing on more branding prospects projects like that. We really like to work with startup companies that are in the middle of a launch phase. And so that's really the plan for us is to hit that market a lot harder because that was kind of the same thing. When we got into branding and web design, it was just sort of any project that would come our way because we needed to build a portfolio. Now that we have some expertise and a team that is good at what we're doing, we can kind of get into a niche that we really want to be in, which is that kind of startup launch phase company. And so I think over the next two to three years, that's going to be our main focus is, you know, how do we partner up with venture capital firms and management consultants and coaches that are already in that realm that are going to help to give us the connection to get in the door with those types of companies. I think that's, that's going to be our plan and we're really excited about it. Awesome. Well, if you guys, uh, if you guys keep doing what you're doing, I'm sure you'll get to where you're, where you're, uh, where you're aiming for. So absolute <laughs> I confidence in you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I'm sure there are people listening, watching who, you know, they are running their own business. They're starting to run their own business. And obviously marketing is a huge piece of growing a business. Um, you run a marketing company. So give the people listening and watching some just basic tips that they can implement with um, themselves in their own business to help them grow online. Yeah, absolutely. So the first one I'm going to start with is a messaging tip people get far too complex with their messaging on what their business is, what their business does. Keep it simple, be clear, allow the prospect, the customer, the audience member, whoever it is, to know exactly what you do, exactly how you do it. Don't use a bunch of industry jargon, just help them to simply know what you do. The other is engage. A lot of businesses put out content, they put out videos, podcasts, posts. People will comment, people will engage, inquire on their website and they'll never get a response, which is crazy to me. And the third is put out quality content. So to us, quality is far more important than quantity. If you can do both, that's better. But quality is where the most important thing lies because we'll look at a website that somebody has that we're redoing and the pictures are blurry or their messaging makes no sense at all or has grammatical errors or their social media feed just looks really bad. And so the quality is going to give you, I, I always say you wouldn't wear a t-shirt to a job interview. Your job interview is your quality of the content that you're putting out, right? Those people are coming to your website or your social media, and that's your first impression. You want to give a great first impression to those people because if not, they're just going to move on to the next. There's millions of companies in your industry, most likely, if you're listening out there. Unless you have a unicorn, you've got a lot of competitors. So you know you need to stand out with the quality of the things that you're putting online. So simple engage and put out quality stuff. I think those are the top three things. Obviously marketing is a, a deep world, but yeah, I would start there. I like it. And I like the phrase, uh, you wouldn't wear a t-shirt to an interview. That's uh, that's <laughs> highly accurate. Um, awesome. Well, Hey man, we are 
uh, we are nearing the end of the episode. Um, and I appreciate you coming on here for everybody who's watching on YouTube. Um, the reason Mitch is in a closet is his, he is, uh, <laughs> replacing his roof and this is the only quiet place he could find. So you now get an inside look into Mitch's yep. closet. You know me a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. So going into quick question round, uh, the first question, um, I always like to ask people their book recommendations cause I'm a big bookie. So two book recommendations, one for business, one for life. Go for it. Yeah, let's do business first. So there's a million <laughs> that I, I could go with, but I want to do Purple Cow by Seth Godin. And so it's an older book. It's one of, he wrote it, I think in the early 2000s. I can't remember the exact publishing date, but it's about creating things that are unique in your marketing messaging. It's about standing out. So the whole point is, you know, you see so many cows as you drive down the road and fields and everything, but what would happen if you saw a purple cow? You would notice it immediately and you would remember it. So it, it basically centers around how do you create that purple cow with your marketing material? And I, I think it's just super valuable to anybody in any industry purple cow for sure. Um, life. Let's see. So I'm a big fan of how to talk to anyone. And basically it's a modern version of how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. They, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. They modernized it and I really like it because it uses a lot more, um, it uses a lot more applicable to today examples of, you know, how all those principles that Carnegie wrote about so long ago apply to today's world. And I think it's super important because, you know, whether it just outside of business, you got to know how to talk to people. You got to know how to build relationships. You got to know how to listen, all that kind of stuff. And so I think that's a super valuable book that people could take home and kind of supplement the how to win friends and influence people that most people have already read. I love it. So Purple Cow and How to Talk to Anyone. Great recommendations. Um, next question, if you could give one recommendation for a tool or an app, what would that be? Ooh, man, a tool or an app. So I'm a big fan of, let me tell you the exact name of the app because it's a sleep app, sleep watch. So I have an Apple watch and I have the app sleep watch and what it does is tracks my sleep. And over the past year, I have found that to be vitally important to my entrepreneurial career. Because the better sleep I get, the better performance I get on a daily basis. I'm also, you know, health, workout, food nut. And so I think that that kind of ties into that. So if you're out there and you're the same way, sleep watch is very valuable to me. Awesome. Sleep watch. Um, third question. If you, uh, what habit contributes the most to your success? Getting up early. It, it sounds cliche and I know a lot of people... Uh, talk about it and they harp on it and a lot of people don't want to hear that that's a secret to success but for me it just allows me to you know wake up in the morning knock out some things spend some time alone and relaxing without a screen and stuff like that it gives me super uh, a super high level of momentum into my day and you know I'm, I'm able to knock out far more than typical people who wake up a little bit later I think Yep. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that as well. Yeah. Um, last question. If you could go back to the Mitch who was just getting started, um, you know, two years ago and give him one piece of advice going forward, what would that be? Be ready for all the headaches that come with entrepreneurship. It's not <laughs> easy. Even as you draw out a great plan and on paper, it looks like it should work. This is not school. This is not a textbook things are going to go wrong. Things are going to come out of left field and be thrown at you that you would never expect. And so just be ready for that. And 
don't let it get you down. Be, be, be ready for that to be part of the excitement that comes with entrepreneurship. That's what I would tell the me that was getting started. <laughs> I love it. Be ready. And that, I mean, that's super pertinent, uh, especially to my experience. You just, you just got to be ready for anything that come down the pipeline for sure. You, ne- you never know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, Hey, uh, thank you again for coming on. Um, if somebody did want to get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Easiest way to get in contact with me is through LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. I'm on it every single day, a lot of the day. So I'll spell my last name for you. It's Mitch. Well, I'll spell the whole name. It's Mitch, M-I-T-C-H. And then my last name is Shoneman, S-C-H-O-E-N-M-A-N. You can connect with me on there. Shoot me a message. I'm pretty responsive. So. Perfect. And uh, I will also throw his LinkedIn URL in the show notes. So if you want to get in contact with Mitch, just go ahead and click through there and, uh, and reach out. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, Mitch, thanks for showing up. I appreciate uh, everything that you shared with me. For everybody who's here on this episode with us today, thank you very much for coming along on the journey. Again, the best way to support the show is simply to subscribe, like, and share this episode with your friends and family. And I look forward to seeing everyone on the next episode. Thank you guys for sticking with us on another episode of the Pursuing Greatness podcast. I hope you got a lot of value out of that guest. Um, Again, the best way to support the show is just to subscribe, like, and share with your friends and family. Also, check out pursuinggreatnesspodcast.com if you want to get more information about what we do and what we offer. Um, I hope you guys have a great day and, and keep living in integrity with yourself. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode coming shortly.